Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. This was my Desert Island Discs, like, yeah. you know, for years. Like, I have my Desert Island Discs there ready, and I had my five. You had to be there as ready as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Now then, you're welcome along on this Tuesday evening. So, Michaela Walsh, boxer and now soon-to-be two-time Olympian is here in studio fresh from qualifying for the Paris Games we're very much looking forward to chatting to her about her story a great character obviously her brother Aidan was at the last games and is hoping to be at the Paris Games as well they're an extraordinary sporting family so Michaela Walsh is this hour Jonathan Wilson will join us to talk all things Premier League as Ange Postacoglu grapples with the Harry Kane situation he was talking to the media yesterday and just how hotly touted is Lee Carsley across the Irish Sea is a curious one so we'll get Jonathan's sense of that and a slight tangent eight in a row <coughs> eight in a row don't cough Michael McCarthy hello thanks for the <laughs> broadcasting lesson there Joe we're now uh, in slight tangent terms we're now by a distance the greatest in GA history we're now closing in on like <laughs> 1990s Rangers here eight in a row yeah yeah or like Celtic from a couple of years ago I know I went for the more nostalgic yeah. one right okay nostalgic because so many people nostalgic shared a Rangers. beautiful nostalgia of <laughs> Rangers nine in a row nostalgia doesn't have to be a good thing yeah I suppose you're right Five, three, one, although isn't nostalgia doesn't it but mean both uh, pleasure and pain no well, well, is that bullshit I don't know I thought the literal translation in it's Greek an early, is early curse on the show it's, it's a word that uh, is that still a curse Ah, we think so. Okay, well, apologies then. I, I, I thought we were okay with that I word. mean, if a five-year-old starts repeating it back to his father now or mother in the car. I called my son, jokingly, this morning, a little SH1TE. Right. Uh, to which he, uh, one and a half years of age, started saying the word back to me over and over again, to which my daughter happily joined in. Okay. And started calling him a little same... So, yeah, there's something I have to be a little bit careful with. <laughs> Even a little bit careful would be good, yeah. <laughs> Add off the ball is where you'll get us on Twitter. Richie McCormack, I think I heard you there. Hello. Ooh. Oh, Wi-Fi issues, I we think, in Shay McCormack. Richie. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe he's walked off in protest over my foul mouth. No, I think there's some Wi-Fi issues. We'll get him sorted. Uh, thanks to Richie for sitting in uh, yesterday as we get him back. It was a pleasure. We had a big day at uh, Clean Castle. I should just briefly mention where uh, the Golf Weekly Invitational we couldn't decide what we call it the classic or invitational we went with invitational the Golf Weekly Invitational was on horrific weather yeah oh my god it was the best day yeah, so. it was miserable <laughs> Vinnie Perth and uh, Richard Dunn came along they went in with five holes to go they okay. were just that fed up of the rain it was rain that got into your bones um, I, I woke up this morning beautiful Always the way. Ah, sure, that's the way of it. You know, it's, it's the price you pay for being a friend of the pod, you know. Not a single dropout. Really, yeah. I was convinced. It's, it's a weird little kind of group of acolytes you got that's going a, on it's there. A but proper cult. Catherine, uh, I came back into the office yesterday. She was obviously down, which is yeah. producing your podcast and all. And I said, how was it? And she goes, do you know what? It was way less weird than I thought it was going to be. So I, that's so. like, I mean, that's, from, from Catherine, that's an incredible praise. That's the nicest thing she's ever said. Yeah. I think someone gave her a gift. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hear about I, this. I, I Did she declare it? Oh, that's true. Uh, no, she put it through her barter, I think. <laughs> okay, right. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think she got a gift. And uh, she got an unbelievable round of applause. Uh, Fionn, uh, we recorded a podcast in the clubhouse afterwards, and Fionn said, by the way, none of this possible without Catherine, because they would be used to hearing us refer to mm. uh, her down the um, months and years. And so the longest applause of the night was for her, because also she had picked who came and who didn't. So, Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, Extra yeah. bit of gratitude there. But... Um, 
It was great. I mean, like the Peter Laurie did a clinic uh, on the range. Then we played around a golf, and then we retired to the clubhouse. And after everybody had a long soothing shower, then uh, we recorded the podcast, and there was food put on. So a big thanks to Clean Castle for putting on the event for us. They just gave us the run of their brilliant golf course for the entire day. So Cormac yeah, Lynch, amazing, beautiful at, uh, course, Clean Castle. Thank you. Jack uh, Nicholas designed the course signature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Laurie said. He agreed with Catherine. Not a weird group of people at all, despite uh, the characterization, mischaracterization I mean, honestly, in yeah, here. It's, uh, we've been talking about them as the biggest group of weirdos in, no, in the no. whole off-the-wall universe for quite a while, but I think it's unfair. There's a chance they're the opposite. They're like last in the list of uh, weirdos in the off-the-wall okay, universe. Right, okay. um, Peter Laurie afterwards uh, did say, God, the quality of questions on the range for the clinic was top, top. These guys knew their stuff. This wasn't, yeah. how do I hold a wedge? Uh, at one stage, someone said, uh, Peter, I'm, I'm suffering with early extension. And Pete said, oh, you should go to the pharmacy and get that checked out, which I thought was uh, hey. a good line. Yeah. Well, in fairness to them, like, you know, as in they do pay, they don't just pay uh, however much a month for four hours of chat about whether Tiger's back or... Whether <laughs> Tiger's back. It's not live 2017. Golf. Live golf. Yeah, no, there's a bit of live golf chat. I'll give you that. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Catherine, I came in, she was in the studio recording, which is last Thursday, and I went, um, you look very excited there because she was literally, like, very unexcited looking, and she goes, they're talking about live golf again. Well. So there you go. That's fair. So, look, but you also get the the... The good chats. <laughs> yeah, there's good chats in there. How is Mick not a mainstay of the dad, dad cast with parenting like that? Wonders James of uh, YouTube here. No. Did you ever do a guest appearance? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Happy, happy enough with that situation. On a slight tangent, surely you'll have to push for a decimal. Oh, Richie's back. Well, we're at eight. Richie, you're back. Hello. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Very yeah. well. Sorry, some technical difficulties. So I just had to dip out when you were talking about golf, Joe. You know, you know the way it is. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, let's get into the news round then. So, European football, Shamrock Rovers this evening, big night in Tala. Yeah, they're beginning their European exploits in Tala this evening. Icelandic champions Breda Blick visit Tala Stadium in the first qualifying round of the Champions League. The Rovers team news, Leon Pold starts in goal. A familiar back three then of Daniel Cleary, Roberto Lopez and Sean Hoare. Across the middle, it's Ronan Finn, Dylan Watts, Gary O'Neill, Marcus Palm and Sean Kavanagh. Jack Byrne is fit to start and he's in behind Rory Gaffney. Breda Blick have scored 22 goals in their last five innings, but Rovers boss Stephen Bradley is aware of the threat that they pose. Yeah, they're very good side. I think you see that uh, very early on when you watch them play. You know, they're, um, they've got some really good movements in, 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 uh, in midfield. They're a really good possession-based team. And uh, they have real athleticism around the team. So uh, they're a good side. Um, but you don't expect anything different at this level of competition. What is the general sense this evening, Rich? Should be okay. Um, like I, I can't speak with any sense of authority whatsoever about Breda Blick. Um, my one concern is that it's a slightly conservative-looking Rovers team. Um, it, 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 like for all intents and purposes, that's six in midfield, uh, more or less, with with Rory Gaffney playing alone far up front in his own. They do have enough to change it off the bench, and you would imagine they'll probably be too strong, certainly over the two legs. Uh, but it, like it is a side, Breda Blick could score goals, so they they will come to. Tallow with no uh, degree of uh, small degree of confidence. Um, if you think it's appropriate to come on the radio here and not know about Breda Blick, I'm here to I tell know, you it's that shocking, isn't it? It's not okay, and that's, that's shocking. That's a mark against you, I'm afraid. That's poor of me. Yeah. Uh, 7:45 kickoff. St. Pat's. Meanwhile, they're over in <clears> Luxembourg. <throat> They are. They're preparing for tomorrow night's Conference League qualifier with Dudelange. State's manager John Daly, in contrast, I guess, to Stephen Bradley, there says that tie has been pretty tricky to prepare for. It's a tough one in the sense that you know there's not an awful lot of footage of them for you know since they've made changes. 
there's obviously plenty of footage since I've t taken over. Um, you know, so we, we've done our best to get as much information as we can to the players for the squad that they have. You know, we've looked at individual players. As I said, there's not an awful lot of footage of them since the new manager's taken over um, on what he's, his maybe favourite systems are. It's his, first, it's his first gig as manager as well, so it's not like we can look back at his previous clubs to see how he's set up and how his, his structure of his team was. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be very much going into the dark for the first first part of the game till we till we get a grasp on on where they're at. They've obviously had good success in Europe over the last few years, so it's um, it's it's not some something or someone we can take lightly. I don't think. Uh, Cork City signing me, well, Rich. Yeah, Lithuanian midfielder Rokas Stanilovicius. He has most recently been playing his football in Romania. 28-year-old midfielder. James and Mayo, I'd like to know what Mick would have done with his 10 minutes of Oroctus time with Ryan Torberti today. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a very on-the-spot question, uh, of, of which I have to be careful with my answer. But I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Here's what I would do. Uh, and somebody else says, the three of you could turn the news around into a de facto underhand dadcast some evening as an anonymous type. absolutely yeah 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 Richie we got the experience we got the experience man there we got the yeah the learning on the job person and then yeah. we got the newbie uh, what's your eldest Richie if you don't mind me asking if that's not too uh, just just gone 12 oh okay so you're into a whole yeah. different world oh absolutely yeah I'm, I'm, I'm and I actually got beaten uh, at FIFA by the youngest as well the other, the other day legitimately so there was no oh. kind of giving in so I'm in a whole world of hurt here Joe right, okay. yeah, nice so that, that, that is a tough phase yeah it is uh, we'll think about it you know let's, yeah. um, let's see like it probably won't happen <laughs> it would be very <laughs> indulgent um, so Wimbledon is progressing we're kind of what semi-final territory now Quarterfinals uh, today, starting yeah. at least, uh, and we're into the, the last of the today's ones anyway. Novak Djokovic uh, has just taken a two sets to one lead over the seven seed Andre Rublev. Rublev had taken the first six games to four. Uh, he didn't really get a foothold at all in the second, which Djokovic won six games to one. And Djokovic has just taken the third there, six four. Yannick Sinner awaits the winner in Friday's semi finals. The eight seeded Italian is through to a first ever Grand Slam semi final, courtesy of a four set win today over Roman Safiulin. The women's first and fourth seed. Both lost their quarterfinals today. Top seed Iga Sviantek went down in three to Alina Svitolina. The Ukrainian will play Marketa Vondrosova in the semi-finals following the unseeded Czech's three-set win over the fourth seed Jessica Pagula. Svitolina only returned to the tour in April, six months after giving birth to her first child. She says motherhood and the war in her native Ukraine have made her better able to deal with encore pressure. War made me stronger and also um, made me like mentally um mentally stronger and and mentally you know i i don't uh, take uh, um difficult situations as a like a disaster you know because you know they they are worse things in in life and i'm just more calmer um i think also because um uh, i'm just started to to play again um, I have different pressures. Of course, I want to win and, you know, I have this motivation, like huge motivation to come back to the top. But, you know, I think um, having a child and war made me a, a different different person and I look at the things a bit differently. I can see that. I would yeah. think uh, uh, a double fault wouldn't feel as uh, impactful maybe as previously. Apropos of nothing, Bernard and Fitless has uh, just texted in to say, 
Dublin will bury the kingdom in Crow Park. <laughs> okay. Slight matter of all Ireland semi finals this weekend before that happens. But How slight a matter word. do they feel in your mind? Because I, I Oh, I think Derry and Kerry is alive. Oh, very much so, okay. yeah. Now I don't I don't I mean to be disrespectful to Monaghan, I just can't see it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh it's uh my expert analysis last in the GA quick picks uh um currently, so don't worry about it. But I can I I can see Derry beating Kerry, I absolutely can. They're okay. they've probably been the most impressive team so far this year yeah well uh, the quarterfinal performances of Dublin Kerry I feel Trump Derby's yeah, more possibly, consistent yeah, work yeah, yeah. But a higher ceiling maybe but uh, yeah I would tend to agree I tend to agree um, but uh, Mike there in Finglas knows ultimately how this is going to play out <laughs> it's pretty good for Dublin so I, I think we expected this Richie Chantel Cameron when she departed with uh, a truckload of belts uh, last mm. time around was saying well maybe you know I, I kind of did all this on Katie's terms and I was uh, I came all the way over to Dublin let's let's see about the rematch but uh, I suspect contracts had been signed and so a lot of this still on Katie's terms yeah and Eddie Heron saying a rematch today between Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron is penciled in for Dublin's three arena on November 25th Cameron inflicted a first career defeat upon the undisputed lightweight champion in May winning by majority decision at three arena matchroom boss Hearn has described November 25th as the working date for the rematch and much like back in May he's looking to pack that card with Irish talent as well okay so November 25th mm. meanwhile uh, Tyson Fury is back in action yeah, it's been confirmed that the WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury will face former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou in October. The fight will take place in the Saudi city of Riyadh. Fury's title will not be on the line, but it will be contested under regular professional boxing rules. We're doing this for the crack. In Riyadh, obviously, like the home of boxing. What's your sense of Taylor Cameron part two? Um, yeah, I'd look at what they said straight away it would happen. You know, so it is what it is. It's going to be another good night. Mm. I don't want to ever overlook the ability for Katie Taylor to surprise you and find a new level. And maybe she could. I think if you rewatch that fight, you know, maybe in six or seven of the rounds, Katie was as good as, as good as her, maybe, you know. And then it was just, the, it took her a long time to find her feet yeah. against the bigger fighter. So, I don't know, she could turn it around. But, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. But I'd be I'd be nervous enough for her. You yeah, know? I think that's a bad um, right. We've got, obviously, you mentioned Michaela Walsh and studio. We talked to her earlier. There's a lovely bit. It's well into the interview where she talks about uh, Katie. And it just it was a really nice line where she was saying that, like, you know, that Katie doesn't even know how much of an impact she's had on the likes of her and even all, uh, you know, girls who are interested in sport, never mind just boxing. Yeah. Which I think is something that we can continue to reflect on uh, when we think about Katie Taylor and her impact, you know. Rich, in the golfing world the mm. US Senate at the moment is looking into the validity of this merger slash alliance slash whatever it is between the it's PGA not a merger Tour job. yeah PGA not a Tour they've been, key, and, they've been uh, keen to say that yeah that, that, don't call it a merger so between the PGA Tour the DB World Tour to a lesser extent I suppose uh, mm. more so by extension and the PIF and yeah. uh I haven't seen all of this apparently there's some, some interesting documents uh, emerging as part of this US Senate hearing 
Yeah, 230 odd pages worth of stuff was released uh, in anticipation of this hearing today. Discussions regarding a working agreement between the PGA Tour and Live Golf began late last year, according to those documents that were released ahead of PGA board member Jimmy Dunn and PGA Tour Chief Operating Officer Ron Price's appearance before a US Senate permanent subcommittee on investigations today. As part of the discussions, the PGA Tour had requested that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund would remove Greg Norman as Live CEO. Dunn told the Senate committee that PIF are likely to invest north of $1 billion as part of the deal. Okay, more on that I'm sure in uh, the week ahead. I think they're due to speak in due course, so maybe that's where you get the more interesting stuff, the cousin Greg. The two, the two lads were there today, uh, Dunn and uh, Ron Price. Um, so they were under questioning essentially from two senators. Uh, Richard Blumenthal, the Democrat senator, was, was one of them and doing the majority of the legwork there. Um, there seemed to be some degree of regret about how it was all handled, but not necessarily with the deal itself. Um, so sorry, which parliamentary the, committee are we talking about here? Oh, the, sorry, the, 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 the yeah. say, this sounds, <laughs> sounds familiar. Uh, um, <laughs> let, yeah, like so, yeah. so they're 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 upset by how it came about. I, they're they're not upset, obviously, with the amount of money that's going to be flooding into the game as a result of it. Um, they've made some concessions to meet with 9-11 families but I, I don't think from their point of view anyway unless the US government can put a proper block on this yeah, uh, as regards antitrust laws um, there's not going to be uh, a no, stop on this train be, rolling it'll be waved through I think this is quite important to their Saudi Arabian ally uh, so we should just mention before we wrap up uh, this has kind of defined the career of Castor Semenya it's one mm. Court ruling followed by an appeal, followed by another court ruling. I, I, I don't think there's been a period where Semenya hasn't been in the courts, and the latest version of that is today. Yeah, two-time uh, Olympic champion Castor Semenya has won her appeal at the European Court of Human Rights to challenge athletics testosterone rules. The South African, who won 800 meter gold in 2012 and 2014, was forced by a 2019 World Athletics rule to take medication to suppress her testosterone levels. That meant she was unable to defend her title at the Tokyo Games. A World Athletics statement says it notes the court's decision, but until a final ruling is made, the current regulations will remain in place. Yeah, we'll try at some stage and dig into that. In the meaning of it but again that Semenya's whole career has been a victory and then it's an appeal and it's a loss and then another victory and it's, it's just been dogged by this issue which is very unfortunate uh, for Semenya personally uh, one last point Mick somebody wants to ask in light of Claire losing who does Mick want to win the hurling now Limerick okay big tree keep him down is, that, is it everybody against the big three? No, no, that's just my feeling. All right, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, nothing against any of them, but sure, they've they've loads of all Irelands and over many, many, many times, and they will always be there. Yes, and they'll always be back. So I think there's a bit of fun in it being the big three against the rest. Okay, just because people will dig that and go, he hates Kilkenny. You know, no, so, nothing like that. You know? So uh, with five and six and potentially four in a row, there's still no sense of God Limerick again. I still think they're they're they should be looked at as a example to the. Clares, Waterfords, Wexfords of the world. For now, anyway, you know. Five in a row. Year to, yeah. You know what? Don't don't go to too many Limerick matches because <laughs> they're they're getting. I don't know if Arthur would agree with me, but oh, here we it go. Feels to me like they're getting a little bit here we go. A little bit cocky about the old winning the oh, All Ireland. I didn't think so. Did you not? Well, I, I was at the Galway game and I was surrounded by a lot of very worried Limerick people. Oh, I'm not, I don't mean they're not worried, but I oh. mean in the kind of attitude of like, oh yeah, see you next year, kind of like that sort of like. Okay. Can I just say, we're, Mick, we're, you we're didn't say that when you were sitting next to you yesterday. 
What did you I mean? say? You, you saved that. You see, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't let that one go when, when Arthur was sat next to you yesterday, well, claiming that Limerick are getting a bit cocky. Now that he's the other side of the glass, you're feeling <laughs> a bit more confident. Actually, I don't know what to what I to be saying half the time. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, look, we'll clip it up for you, and you can see how it plays. <laughs> <laughs> we are pretty much done, Richie. Thank you very much. Nice and lads. Mick, thank you. Thank you.